Well, Bomber fans, welcome to the footy panel. Coming to you from the footy club today, not the Colonial Brewing Company, Scotty, because the Bomber beers are going off tap, pardon the punt, after Sat Sunday's win, heavily in production. The factory's full of them. There's no room for us to get uh, our uh, area to do the show in, so therefore we've got to come here. But what a good backdrop. The, uh, the Bombers, the 84-85 team. Absolutely. Mm. We'll be back there next week. And uh, just for the Bomber fans too, of course, it's a 4.20pm elimination final against the Swans. It will be on at the Colonial Brewing Company. So get in there and watch the footy there. If you're not travelling up and uh, watching the Bombers against the Swans at the SCG, Scotty, Sunday, how nervous were you at times in that last quarter when the Dockers yeah. got within eight points? It was uh, conflicting emotions at different times, wasn't it? They got out the boys to a, a lead early on and Frio were able to wind them back in and then once again in the last quarter uh, took the lead beyond five goals, yet uh, I think five goals in a row, in a row to Frio. Uh, slightly nervous. Certainly was. Now, it was a big day for Joe Watson, uh, obviously, and... Jeez, he played well. It was yeah, a bit of the old Joe, wasn't yeah. it, around the stoppages? Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, it just shows what a week off mean, how much it's benefited him. So going into the finals uh, with this week off as well, and also I think the Sydney deck, it's not a yeah. huge ground. I think all of those uh, factors point to a really important contribution for Joe potentially in uh, week one of the finals. Now we saw Carl Hooker uh, pull out before the game, and I guess that put a bit of pressure on James Stewart, but uh, he certainly delivered. It did, yeah. Look, he's been very good, to be honest, uh, for the last six or eight weeks, hasn't he? Is that third tour where he's presented really well at the kicker. So he becomes that uh, the link player that's able to push up the ground and get it, and then turn and go into a hooker or a Danaher. So very, very good for him to kick four goals. And the way he kicked them was important as well, in the sense that in different ways, it wasn't just the, the lead up or the one-on-one mark. He's very good on the ground. Great recovery, so a tough matchup, and uh, it was very important because uh, whilst Joey played quite well, he, he had the five shots at goal, two goals, three. Uh, the four goals from James Stewart were critical. Did we see the importance of Cal Hooker, though? Because it felt like on the day that he was getting double-teamed, Joe. Yeah. Sometimes he's getting triple-teamed, yeah. and I guess on the small SCG, if Cal's not fit, mm. that's going to be an issue as well. Absolutely. Uh, I think Hooksy's had a, a far better year than, than most would acknowledge. I think he's kicked 41. virtually f- yep. 41 goals. Like, I mean, any you, you get 40 goals out of your key forward, uh, you're pretty happy. Yet he's the secondary forward in a sense where uh, Joey's kicked 60. So you've got 100 goals out of your two key forwards. Couldn't ask for any more out of a combination than, than that. And you're quite right. When you've got two of them, uh, the intercept player or the layoff players uh, are less inclined or are able to uh, read it with less conviction because they're just not entirely sure. And that's why Hooksy has been able to bob up and kick four or five on uh, a couple of occasions because the intercept player will go to Joey, which frees up uh, Hooksy as a one-on-one and, and he's and he is an, ex- an exceptional contested mark. So to have him back, critically important, as it will be Hurls, and uh, hopefully, hopefully uh, Orazio. You worried about Hooker's injury? I mean, I know there's a week and a half to go, but they're talking about bone bruising and he's still a bit sore. Are you confident he's going to play next Saturday night? Oh, look, I've got no idea, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. Uh, I'm hopeful he'll play, um, as I'm sure all his teammates and uh, Bomber fans are. But uh, at this time of year, missing a week before the finals... Uh, I think in the back of your mind you go, well, hopefully it's it's uh, just uh, being cautious and uh, you've got that week off that'll help him. But it's certainly you'd rather your team up and running and everyone playing. Yeah, last couple of weeks, just noticed Andrew McGrath snuck into the midfield a couple mm. of times. Yeah, you saw think... him on the wing a couple yeah. of times starting, pushed up the ground. Do you do that in week one of the finals as well? 
I think there's always that opportunity to put him through there because he's of his run and carry. And I think at times, the last time they played Sydney, run and carry through the midfield was really critical where they were able to get it from the back line to the forward line quickly. Also, the way that uh, Frio set up, I think, played a role in that. And uh, thirdly, uh, Baggers is playing exceptional football. He's yeah. had a great year, hasn't he, Mark Baggers? Yeah, I, I thought he had uh, a slightly slow start. Uh, but then I think since round six or seven, he's been exceptional. Yeah, he's now, been outstanding. Now, I've seen a bit of a circus this week with Dustin Martin and mm. Ralph Carr and being followed mm. to New Zealand, where you just go about your business more quietly. Mm-hmm. You got the deal done with David Zaharakis. We did. Four years. We did. You'll take him to, what, 31? Yeah, yeah I think so. Just take us through the negotiation process. Uh, look, we'd been chatting for quite a while with the footy club, uh, and we were working through it. Um, it's always coming to what you think is a fair and reasonable deal. Yeah, for your player, you want to do the best by your player, you understand uh, where the club are coming from uh, and you work together to achieve an outcome that works for everyone and hopefully your player gets the better end of the deal. Uh, Look, your player needs to be comfortable, doesn't he? Um, They talk about uh, elsewhere and I think universally we all acknowledge that there's always potentially more on offer to mm. go, particularly quality players, because there's always interest and other clubs understand uh, the need to potentially pay more, as we're seeing with Dustin Martin at the moment. Uh, and without knowing what he may do, uh, you understand Richmond's position that they go, well, if we want to attract other players in, that's where we pay a little bit extra to help you win. And I think players uh, at a club and uh, the team are in the finals this year and collectively they understand if there's an opportunity to bring other players in and help, then that's important also. There's a fair few considerations at play. Um, Zach is a loyal and a man. It was always his preference yep. to stay and uh, we were able to get that done, which was great. The length of tenure, four years, was that the starting point from, from your point uh, of view? Geez, that exactly, I'm going back a while that now. Exactly yeah, yeah. Look, we're, we're, we were after a, a longer type deal, not only um, for the security of the player, uh, for his form, the way that he's going, and that free agent. No doubt, the free agency uh, consideration is at play. That uh, players are able to explore that option, and clubs generally, if they have a strong interest in a player, are offering a long tenure to get them out. So whilst you're not always looking for the same length of tenure. It's a, it's a compromise and therefore it's a negotiation. Hmm. Is this his best year, do you think, since he won the best and fairest in 2011? After a slow start, yeah. but since then. Yeah. Uh, gee, I think it would be his best season since that best and fairest year. Yeah, yeah he's had, had a really strong season, has he, in a team that uh, has been able to make the finals. I think that's always the measure. And we, we talk about Josh Gibson in recent times. Yep. When we talk about him, we talk about him as a premiership player, but also a best and fairest in a premiership year. So I think that's the, the mark where we rate all our great players is to be able to contribute and finish high up in best and fairest in successful club years. And obviously, next week, we'll really look in uh, to a big preview to the final against the Swans. But what was your initial thoughts when it's... Sydney. I mean, they're six on the ladder, but potentially yeah. in tennis terms, they could be the number one seed in the yeah, finals this year. Yeah, I think they've got every claim to be the number one seed. Uh, you look at it, and the, the two options that seemed um, most likely were a Port Adelaide yep. or a Sydney. Now, the boys were very, very good against Port Adelaide, albeit at Etihad Stadium. I think it was a 10 or a 12 yep. goal win. Um, Different story. It's a funny one. Sydney are a better performed team, but then going to Port Adelaide to play them, who have been so good on their home deck, there'd be a level of uncertainty. I think the boys 
with an enormous respect for the Swans, would also go up there with a reasonable level of confidence because of the way that they did perform. Because I think when they played them last time... They essentially won the game. Yeah, well, <laughs> they did if the siren blew two. They had a good win if the siren blew three minutes yeah. earlier. But I think also Sydney were in the midst of a good run of form. They may have been six of seven or seven of, or of eight wins. It yep. wasn't at the early stage of their winning run or at the back end of their losing streak. Um, it was right in the middle of it. So uh, they'll take some confidence up there. So it's got still a week and a half to go until that game. But on Sunday, the VFL team is in action. Their elimination final against Footscray at North Port Oval. And we'll be joined by their coach, Paul Corrigan, very shortly. Welcome back to the Footy Panel, Bomber fans. Obviously, the AFL team not in action this week, but the VFL finals are underway Sunday at North Port Oval. The Bombers... Take on Footscray, been good enough to join by VFL coach Paul Corrigan. Paul, thanks for your time. Thanks for having us, guys. I guess the VFL season's probably uh, similar to the AFL season. It's been a little bit up and down, but uh, got to the finals. Yeah, we have, which is uh, fantastic. It's uh, it's an interesting one with the VFL. We've sort of seen it in recent years where we generally start slow. Um, and when I look at the last probably two years previous to this one, it's been the same as well. And we don't know whether that's just the influx of new players that you get into your, your system, and that's on the AFL list, but also your VFL list, mm. you know, changes up a little bit as well. So it's them sort of adjusting to how we want to play and then working out how each other plays as well. And we generally find we're sort of a little bit inconsistent at the start of the year, and um, we've finished off the year um, quite strongly, which has been pleasing. Some of the younger players that we haven't seen at AFL level, but fans can look forward to in the future based on what you've seen this year? Who's really impressed you in that regard? Yeah, there's been a few. Um, obviously, you know, guys uh, like Kobe Much um, has come into the system and um, he's had a real impact at VFL level. Um, he's been playing sort of a mixture of sort of inside and outside um, this year uh, through the midfield and, and he's performed really well. Um, he's got a really big engine, um, gets up and down the field uh, really well and just a good ability to find the ball um, also. And, um, we've probably used him on the wing a little bit more just to teach him that aspect and when we have put him inside he's just a natural ball winner and contested sort of beast in there so um, I think he's one that will really keep developing you know over the years. Um, Dylan Clark's another mm-hmm. one as well we've sort of played him um, in a few positions this year we've played him through the midfield and forward um, again really good runner and with these uh, I guess young men that are coming into the system mm-hmm. as well they're, they're really mature in their bodies um, and I guess the biggest thing what we've noticed this year is their ability to be able to play, you know, multiple games and consistency in their training as well. Um, and he's really impressed um, in the way that he's been able to go forward and play a role and through the midfield he's, you know, quite strong around the ball um, also. And then when you look at guys like, you know, Begley, um, who mm. played a lot of VFL at the start of the year and got his opportunity late in the year um, as well. So I think when you look at all those type of players, um, the, the club's in a really good position, you know, going forward. Had four players this year from the VFL team invited to the, the combine, and one that's certainly exciting the fans is, is Alex Boyce. Could he be drafted this year, do you think? Yeah, I think so. I think he's got all the potential to be, to be drafted. He's got um, really good speed. Um, he's got really good sort of, I guess, jump as well, like a spring where he can uh, sort of jump at the ball also. And he's sort of a hard matchup because at ground level he's, he's actually quite good also. So I think he's one of those players that can play a role in the forward. And we've also talked about too that, you know, is there a possibility you could throw him up the field, you know, a little bit more? Could he play that sort of wing role 
Um, he's only sort of relatively young to football. He's had a few injuries in the past that probably hasn't allowed him to play a lot of football. And this year's probably been the first year that we've seen a real full season um, from Alex. He got a taste of it last year um, with a couple of games. And we sort of made sure that his program over the pre-season, I guess, was a building one where he could hit sort of round one and then hopefully sustain that um, for the whole year. And he's been able to do that. And um, he's leading at goal kicking um, at the moment. It's been really impressive. There's not a coach we have on here that we don't ask the question. Aaron Francis. (laughs) How have you seen, and you work with him as closely as anyone, how uh, have you charted his progress this year? Yeah, I've seen his progress, um, you know, really good. Obviously, there is a lot of hype around around Aaron um, at the moment. And obviously, at the start of the year, he started forward and and, and now he's got back. I think he's got the potential to play to play both. Um, some people might say he looks a bit more comfortable, you know, down back because he's got that ability to read the game and the intercept marking that he does have. Um, he's also got an ability to be able to find the ball as well, and I think he can become one of those players, a link player from down back that can sort of provide a lot of overlap run. Um, he's really powerful and, and he's really quick, also. So, um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to what he possesses, you know, going forward as well. Because, I mean, he's, what he's had two years in the system now. He's had a few injury interruptions, you know, in that time as well. And I think we just have to be a little bit patient. Some players take a bit longer than what than what others do. Some come into the system like a Darcy Parish and, and play from the start. But you know, Aaron might find himself playing, you know, regular senior football next year. Has he got frustrated at all this year? I'm assuming he probably went into the year thinking he played more senior footy, or does he realise that? You know, physically, he's got some improvements to do before that can happen. No, he, he's totally aware of what he needs to work on, and, and he works closely um, with obviously the performance coaches and, and Harry Corrigan, who looks after him, you know, really well. So he, he fully understands of where his body's at and what he needs to get to as well. And he's probably just a bit frustrated too, probably when he sees other guys getting opportunities as well. But he knows that he's just got to knuckle down, provide consistent training for him, and then you know be really consistent in games, and, and his opportunity will come. How do the younger players, uh, you working closely in development as well as VFL coach, how does our week differ from perhaps a senior player who's entrenched in the senior team? What are they doing different each week to, I guess, uh, accelerate their development? Yeah, it's probably, obviously we have the whole program that's situated for the whole playing group um, and then we sort of coordinate different things for, for the development group and that's probably the first to third years. We look at their programs really closely. Firstly, we monitor early in the week their loads and what that looks like um, coming off the week prior. Then we sort of, I guess, map out individually what this week looks like, and and that's sort of determined on what sort of day break we have in between games um, as well. But what we try and do with the development group is we try and put in extra sessions around sort of football, which might be things like touch, extra craft sessions, just to help develop that side of their game. Um, then it might be certain things that might be in their program where they might do an extra weights component um, you know, to help the body development as well. Um, the other thing too is we put in development sessions and these development sessions can be around football education. They can be around sort of just life skills uh, in general. So depending on the break, we could put another two of them into their week as well. So their week fills up very quickly when you do the normal football program and you're adding this stuff in as well. So when they first come into the system... Mm. And they've been probably just involved in school and, and whether it's tack cup, you know, footy training, they're pretty much a 24-hour athlete now. So they're learning a whole range of, you know, set of skills, not only football, but life skills as well. And, you know, moving out of home and what that looks like also. So we're giving all this education um, around that as well, being mindful too that we still want them to be able to perform, you know, come the weekend as well. The question is coming through on the Twitter page quite strongly at SNNFC is how difficult is that balance between doing what you need to do for the VFL team to win 
and developing these players for when they make AFL level? How, how difficult is that balance for a VFL coach? Yeah, it's a tricky one, but we, we know that the VFL program's in place, you know, firstly for development, um, and we want to try and obviously get these guys into position to play AFL football as quick as they can. Um, with that too, we've obviously pretty fortunate that we've got our own side and, and we can actually pretty much run the same program from a football aspect with the game plan and everything through our VFL side. So that's a real fortunate situation to be in. Um, we can run you know, certain strategies within the VFL that's going to help them when they go to, to AFL um, as well. So we implement all this stuff at a VFL level. Um, obviously with the VFL listed guys, it's a reduced program, but it's still, we try and run it exactly the same as what we do from an AFL uh, perspective, just on modified time. Um, so yeah, development is the first and foremost thing that we look at um, and if that means playing a player in a certain position because that's going to help fast track him to play AFL, that's what we do um, at VFL level. If that's giving him exposure to a position to become a more versatile player, that's what we'll do um, as well. Built into that day too is we want to try and, I guess, build a competitive side into these players and also a winning culture because when you do come into the AFL, you know, obviously you want to win games, you want to get to finals and the ultimate being obviously playing on grand final day. So we've got to find that right mix of being able to do that and I think we do that, you know, pretty well um, here at Essendon. Kyle Langford, how have you seen his year at VFL? Little John Morsold's mentioned a few times he wants him to be a midfielder. How have you seen his year? And that's probably one too where we've got the luxury of being able to at VFL level. When he goes to AFL, he probably plays a bit more forward and then pinch hits more through the midfield where when he comes back to the VFL, we can actually put that development into his midfield progress. Um, we can play him predominantly as a midfielder with spurts forward in the VFL. And, and I've seen his progress, you know, really good this year. I mean, when we think about Kyle, he probably played more as a forward in his first couple of years. And then through pre-season last year, he basically trained as a midfielder. So it was the first time he really got exposed to, you know, midfield craft, patterns of running as a midfielder. So he's still developing, really, when you think about him only having really 12 months as a full-time mm. midfielder. Um, so we've seen his progress, you know, really good this year. And it's more about, uh, with Lang, is just building that, I guess, consistency in his games as playing as a mid and, and not sort of going through and fluctuating and being consistent in games, but playing four quarters of consistent football as a mid. And that's not always just getting a touch, but how you impact games, you know, offensively, defensively. So I've been working really hard with him on that. And Jaden Laverde, you would have coached him a lot. He, playing in the team as a forward at the minute, uh, played a lot of junior footy as a halfback. Where do you think his best spot will be as we look into the future. Yeah, I still see Jaden as being, he could be a, a, a real powerful mid as well. Mm. Um, I think it, when you look at him and Langers, they've got that body type that can go into that midfield there, you know, that sort of 6'2", six, 6'3", six, uh, type. You know, Jaden, you know, has got explosive speed and power as well. And I, I think we'll find going forward that he'll spend a little bit more time, you know, going through the midfield and, um, and playing forward as well. And I think the more flexibility and versatility we can give these players, the better it is because you're able to throw them around. If it's not working in one particular area, then you can put them through another area of the ground and um, hopefully get them back into the game. So for the game against Footscray on Sunday, do you envisage any of the 22 that played against Fremantle in the, in the AFL playing on Sunday? It's a tough one because obviously with the bye for the AFL and then they're playing the Saturday uh, after, it depends on, on what the squad looks like and how many they want to hold over. Um, we'll sort of, I guess, finalise and have a look at that over the next day or two um, and see what happens. But we're in a good, pretty good position. Whether they hold a bigger squad or a smaller squad, it doesn't affect us too much. Yeah, we'd love to have as many AFL listed players mm. as we could, but um, we've got a, a VFL list in place that we put together that we feel, um, you know, if we have to draw on as many of them as possible, that they're fully capable of taking out, you know, 
the game against Bulldogs and, and performing really well. We saw it, you know, two weeks ago when we probably played, you know, 13 of our, you know, VFL listed players mm. against the Bulldogs and they performed um, really well. So I'm confident that whatever number that is, um, we'll put up a good showing. I guess on the flip side, what do you expect Footscray to do given their seniors aren't playing AFL finals? Yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, depending on, uh, it's hard to say without being on the inner sanctum and, you know, what guys need to be put away for surgery mm. or, or what that looks like. But there is a few that probably have the ability to come back, you know, if they want to. Um, obviously, Tom Campbell. Um, I think Lewis Young um, is another one. Williams is another one as well. I'm not sure whether Matty Boyd, you know, also qualified for finals and what mm. he might do as well. So uh, there's a few names there that, that could come back and, um, I guess if they do, it makes the spectacle even better. Um, it gives our guys a great opportunity to go up against, you know, quality players um, as well that have been playing AFL. So really just look forward to the challenge. And it's only a couple of years ago when we look at Tipper and his performances in the VFL finals really uh, elevated his opportunity to be rookie listed as well. So it's incredibly important to both the younger players and what they can get out of the finals that are on the list, but also those players that are impressing for a potential spot on a club list, isn't it? Absolutely, and that's what we keep saying to our, firstly our VFL list of players, is that you don't have to play 20 games in a year to be noticed by, you know, AFL recruiters or you know to maybe end up on a list at the end of the year I mean you could put together five really quality games and recruiters and that understand that the nature of the VFL system is that you know with the AFL influx coming back week to week it can change the dynamics of who's playing and who's not so if you perform well when you get your opportunity then then that can happen and there's no better grounding than the finals Mm. to be able to do that um, as well and also for our younger AFL listed players also just the experience of being in a finals atmosphere yes it's below the AFL but it's still exposure to play in I guess you know where games are a bit more heated um, a bit quicker as well so them to be able to play in as many of those games as possible to help their development is crucial also. Had some great matches against Footscray recently was it two games this year one each decided by a kick and obviously the final last year? Yeah we have I think three points was the one prior just at Windy Hill and I think it was pretty similar at Whitten Oval uh, earlier in the year and we were about three and a half goals up on the Bulldogs last year um, in the final, and they overran us uh, in the end. So I've had some really good encounters um, against them. We seem to, you know, match up pretty well against them. Um, the way both teams sort of play, we play an exciting brand of footy. So I expect nothing less on the weekend. How have those senior guys been this year? I guess the likes of Hocking and Stanton came back thinking they'd play a lot more AFL footy, but have you sort of assessed their attitude and, and how they've gone about VFL footy? Can't fault their attitude. Um, They've, they've been super, and when we talk about like the development of our list and, and the younger players, they've almost acted as, I guess, more coaches out in the field for me. Um, they give me great insight to what's happening out in the ground. Um, their communication, their ability to be able to talk to the players and set up um, out in the ground um, has just been invaluable, really, for, for us as a coaching group. So um, they've approached it really well. Yeah, obviously the disappointment of mm. not playing AFL, but they also see it when talking to them as well that they're fully committed, whether they're playing AFL or VFL, to come back and, and go as deep into finals um, as we can because they also understand too that you don't get the opportunity to play finals football no matter what the level is at any sort of stage. So when you do get that opportunity, let's take it, let's grasp it and, and see where we can take it mm. as well. And for the fans out there that don't know your journey, obviously played, what, 53 games for the Cats, uh, played some footy under what, Gary Ayres and, and Bomber Thompson. Just take us through what you did post your footy career until coming back to Essendon at 20, in 2013. Yeah, so I uh, left the Cats in 2001 at Osteitis Pubis, um, and that sort of was a, a decision that the club made and fully understand um, what they did. From there, I sort of wanted to get into the coaching uh, aspect, so... 
I sort of had a frustrating year in 2001, so I went back home to West Gippsland just for a year. Um, an assistant coach back there, uh, just in where I grew up, um, had a really successful year there as a team, uh, won the premiership. And then I just felt I needed to come back um, and play s- some more decent footy at a higher level. So I went to the A-grade amateurs, old Hallibri, was a Hallibri boy uh, going through school. Um, went there uh, with Mick O'Dwyer, um, was an assistant coach. Um, and then for a couple of years as well, in 05 and 06, we got close. And in 06, we won it against Savs. So assistant coach there for four years, which was really good. And then moved down to uh, Geelong, had connections down Geelong with South Barn and the GFL. Um, spent a year sort of as a... I guess, an assistant in the shadows, just looking at how the club operated and what they did. And then 08 to 10, I coached the side uh, with another friend of mine, Matt Verfurth, who was heavily involved in football down there, and I was still playing. And then 11 and 12, I was sort of a football sort of coaching director where I looked after all the coaches um, through the club and what that looked like and a bit of a mentor as well. So um, sort of been involved in coaching for a while and then I sort of got the call from Essendon to see if I'd be interested in a development role and, yeah, Absolutely. So, been here for the last five years. Beautiful. Well, Paul, thanks for your time. Good luck on Sunday. Let's hope it's a good VFL finals campaign for the Bombers. Yep. Mm. Thank you very much, boys. Appreciate it. Scotty, we'll see you next week as well. Uh, Bomber fans, make sure you get to Northport Oval on Sunday. Eston versus Footscray in a VFL elimination final. We'll be back next week on the footy panel as we preview a big AFL elimination final against the Swans at the SCG.